Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Charlotte Hornets fans? It is I, Darian Thomas, your host of the Trust the Buzz podcast, a part of the Believe podcast network and we have a lot to talk about today i'm sorry that i have not been on the podcast wave as much as i should i i really want to do it more i really want to have more time to just create more content for you guys but between the videos and then watching the games and then doing life stuff it's, it's just been complicated but i will find a way to do more because you deserve it right now the charlotte hornets are four games in they're one and three after all lost after a win against the Hawks, a loss against who did we play the second game? I don't even remember. A loss against the Detroit Pistons, a loss against, oh, yeah, the Pistons, the Nets, and the Rockets. So all three losses have all looked the same. I mean, even the win looked a little bit the same until the Hawks were maybe even lazier than us. So it allowed us to come back and win that game. But it's a lot going on. And today we're going to be talking about it. Uh, I mean, first, I mean, hopefully you can see the screen if you're listening to this um, through audio, through your podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm sorry, but I am like kind of doing a video version. This is my first try at it. So we'll see how it goes. Not, you know, I'm used to doing video, used to doing kind of stream like things. But this is the first time trying to get the video version of the podcast. So hopefully all the nooks and crannies are fixed. Hopefully there are no issues. But uh, yeah, if you want to go see that, go ahead and go to YouTube. Uh, look up Trust the Buzz and you'll find my channel and I'll have this video up. Uh, like I said, this will be the video version of the Trust Above podcast. But if you're just cool, I'm obviously going to read out everything on the screen. So you'll be able to do that as well. And just, you know, the audio should be just fine. But if you just want to see, just see my face, then go ahead and go to the YouTube channel. But we're going to go ahead and get into it. We're going to talk statistics today. I'm going to say a lot of things that make a lot of people upset because on Twitter, I've been calling out players, been calling out a team. They're saying it's just four games, and I completely get that. That's one thing I want to say before I say anything else is that it's just four games. Miles Bridges has not played. Those are the two things I would like to say. But my biggest issue with all of this is that the Charlotte Hornets have started off how they start off every season, it feels like. Well, no, I think two years ago we started off pretty hot. But it's just lazy. We we come out lazy. We come out not energized. The team punches us in the mouth, and then we play comeback. Four games into the season, yes, I 100% understand that very early in the season, and we are missing some our second-best player, Miles Bridges. Um, he, he got like six more games on suspension. My thing is we've just seen this exact same thing before we saw it with miles we've seen it without miles we've seen it without lamello we've seen it with Lamelo. no matter how what you change about this roster this part remains the same we saw it in summer league so it's something that i've been saying time and time again but on, on twitter i get like backlash just because they're saying you're overreacting you're overreacting in every facet of the game in every facet of basketball and I have to get used to looking at the webcam here, but every facet of basketball for the Charlotte Hornets, whether that's through free agency, through trades, through just regular deals with the team, um, the on court play, summer league practices, it's just going through the motions everywhere I look. 
the front office is going through the motions. Our players are going through the motions. It feels like the coach is going through the motions. It's a lot of going through the motions. We're going through the more motions organization. That is why four games in, I am bothered so much is because we see it everywhere. It's I'm not surprised. Even the, I'm just it's another year of being disappointed that I'm hoping for something different. If you look at how the Charlotte Hornets move and how they operate, and I can't blame new owners. They haven't even had time to do anything. It really we really can't judge them until next year once we, you know, Mitch Kupchak's contract is up and Steve Clifford's contract is up. And so far, I think they've done enough. Like they went out and got some players uh to try to fix the backup point guard position. It didn't work, but hey, I think they're giving all they're giving this is the thing. This is the last year of Mitch's deal. I am not in the rooms, but I would assume that Rich Snall, Gabe Plotkin told, or Rick Snall and Gabe Plotkin told Mitch Kupchak, hey, this is it. This You want to save your job? You want to wow us? You want to prove yourself? Now, Mitch is old. And I see how these things like this happen all the time where, well, I was about to retire. You know what I mean? So we, they could play it off like that. But they're probably either one saying, hey, just keep us at bay. So then when you leave at the end of this year, we'll we'll have something to work with. Or two, they told him, hey, you need to get it together. You need to find a way to win. You you Whatever you need to do, as long as it doesn't destroy our future, do it. He's not doing it. He this is this is this is essentially give them their version of giving Mitch a blank check and saying, hey, work. Now I'm not saying he needs to trade for Kevin Durant, which obviously I know that's not realistic, but you get the point. I'm not saying he needs to make a crazy trade, but I'm saying that this is kind of your last year to have the Hornets make the playoffs. You know how much it's how important it is. The owners know everybody knows how important it is for the Hornets to be even just good. I think if we're good and will we miss the playoffs, everybody's gonna be okay. Or if we show signs that we're good and we just missed the playoffs, everybody's going to be okay. And this is what you do. You bring in Frank Nielakina, who's hurt, but that's not your fault. But is that really a good backup one guard? No. Uh, you brought in Edmund Sumner. I, I thought he was going to be a good like energy piece off the bench, but eh. I do like the addition of Ish Smith. However, I felt like as though that's a locker room thing. I, he knows a lot of the guys. He was here when we were good. Um was was yeah he was here when we were good so I felt like that is something that could help, uh, but overall it's like eh, does it really change much? Not really as far as on the court. I do like having that veteran now. You didn't do anything, and this is supposed to be the year we made the playoffs. This is your last year of your contract, so either one we're being lied about how good everyone is, and if we're going to make the playoffs or two, you just are very incompetent at your job when it comes to building a team that is cohesive uh, that can win. Because I think they have an eye for talent. I really do. I, I I know it's crazy. I do feel like they have an eye for talent. However, I don't feel like they look when they do misjudge. I don't think they're willing to own up to it or change anything to address it. That's just me, but that's just how I feel. And they just haven't done that. I really don't know what where we're going with this. I don't know what the team plans on doing. It doesn't look good as of right now. It's actually pretty frustrating. Um I mean, I, I don't know what else. Like I said, the team's lazy. It, it, Lamelo doesn't look okay, which people I, mean, I know have said he might be still injured. I know people are blaming Gordon for Gordon Hayward for his comments, are saying Lamelo needs to look to pass. I get it. It sounds crazy, and that is a computer going off. That scared me. But I know it sounds crazy. But the thing is, I don't think Gordon Hayward man, hey Lamelo, defer to everyone else, and then you know get the baskets for yourself. No, I think it was more so saying get a, get a vibe going, get a flow going in the offense. Your shots will come. 
If you can get, if you can kind of get everything else flowing, you are the point guard. If you can get the team flowing, we're going to be good. I think that's what he meant. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I'm not thinking he's saying, Lamelo, take less shots. Let everybody else know. I don't think that's what he was saying. I think he's just saying get accumulated. If anyone knows about working back from injury, is Gordon Hayward outside? You know, outside of Kevin Durant, who I think is amazing when he comes off injuries, like he's better. But if anyone knows about anything coming off injury, is Gordon Hayward, and I think he's just giving him advice of, hey, get into the flow of the offense. Your shots will come. You will find the game to become a lot easier because you are coming off an injury. You just got cleared in October. If you work with the offense, if you you know continue being a dynamic passer, we know you are then you can start hitting your shots because you'll see the floor open up. It'll just become easier on you. I'm not think I don't think he's saying change who you are and let everyone else get more shot. I don't think it's any of that, but that's how people are taking it. Whatever. I don't, I don't know why you take it that way, but I've seen this time and time again. Um, you know, it sucks that LaMelo injured, but that doesn't, that doesn't change his shot selection. That doesn't change his carelessness with the ball. Um, you got it. Your basketball mind has to be sharp, and it doesn't seem like his is right now. He's just going down the court, trucking up shots, um, and he's making them at the end. He's and it's like the thing is, people say like he always takes those shots. He does. However, they're usually falling. If they're not falling, Lamelo Ball too good of a basketball player to not do something else that can get him involved in offense. And then, like Gordon Edwards said then your offense will come. If it's not happening right now, if you're not hitting right now, fine. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. We have other players who should be, comp- who should be, and that's topic for another day, but who should be competent enough to go and, you know, play for themselves. You have to find your offense one way or another. Right now you're not hitting. Okay. Create for others. Continue to be a threat. It will open up for you if you do that. And he's, he's not doing it. He's just kind of shooting himself out the slump. And, it would be different if the slump wasn't related to injury. I feel as though this slump is 100% injury-related. Outside, his percentages are not. Him not hitting the slump is injury-related. So a lot of his shots that he's taking are bad shots. And it's like like you're not going to make those. If you're coming off an injury, that is what's causing, I think, you know, you got to get comfortable. You just got cleared. It's going to, you know, take some time. Don't keep chucking it up if it's not falling. Just allow the offense to come to you. I think that's the main thing we can take about it. But he he's not doing that. And so someone's got to get in his ear and let him know, hey, just slow down. Just, I think that's the biggest part of it. Slow down. You're not going to be yourself. You're coming off an injury. You're playing with a brace. All these things are different. Slow down. Find your balance, and then we can take off from there. Don't just come down there and chuck up shots, which is what he's doing for the most part. When he hits, it's like, that's a Lamelo I know. However, it's not falling right this second. And if it, and since it's a slump related to injury, just allow yourself to ease back into the game, and then we can go from there. Then you can shoot yourself out of the slump. Because I agree, shoot or shoot, you're going to continue shooting the ball. Don't not shoot the ball. But right now, as you're slowly trying to get healthy, Let's t- take it easy for a second. You might have to adjust your game for the time being, but that's just until you get to you feel better, till you feel more confident. Once you feel more confident about your ankle, once you feel more confident about just the speed of the game, the pace of the game, everything else will fall into place. And I, that's what I feel like Gordon Hayward is saying, but people want to take it out of context. If we look at the stats here as a team, and I know I kind of went on a rant about LaMelo, but another thing that people say, like, you're, oh, you're so hard on LaMelo or these other guys, LaMelo's one of the players I expect to be good. He's one of the guys who I'm looking for to help lead the team. Why am I not mad at Nick Richards? 
I know what to expect from Nick Richards. Why am I not mad at Terry Rozier taking crazy shots? I know what to expect from Terry Rozier. Like, uh, it's it's not that he's taking any better shots than LaMelo. It's not that I think he's better. It's, no, it's none of that. LaMelo is the person who you just got paid. You are our star. You're injured, and it's like you're going against your injury. That is my concern. Terry, I know what Terry Rozier does. When he gets the ball, it's like a ball stopper. It, it, he's just going to bounce by bounce, shoot. Dribble, 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 shoot. Like, I, I know that. Coming off ball, I think Terry's one of the better shooting guards at that specific skill in the league. And we saw that in the Rockets game where a lot of ISO, a lot of ISO, and we were down heavy. Once they moved Terry off ball and kind of had Taylor Maladon kind of handling it, it worked. The game opened up so much for Terry, and I think he was on a little tear there. So that's something that we just have to look at. It, and, and you cannot continue just chucking up shots. But that's what he does. I don't like it. I'm not going to keep repeating myself, especially considering that I don't see him as the top of our franchise. And if a mellow ball is not hitting, yes, I don't want Terry taking bad shots, but somebody has to hit something. Somebody has to hit something. And, yes, it does take away from LaMelo kind of getting to the groove, but that's just how basketball goes. Right now we're trying to win games as much as we're trying to assimilate Mark Williams and LaMelo ball, really, back into the game of basketball, back into playing at this speed, playing this tempo, like, it's going to take some time. It's not easy to do both. It's not easy to assimilate your best player as well as trying to win games when you're already a team that is so dependent on the mellow miles and Mark and Brandon. Cause he, the way he's came onto the scene with those four guys, two of them are coming off injury. One's not playing. And one is a rookie. If those are the guys you're relying on and you're taking that time, it's not easy to win games at the same time. It's just not. However, at least least you could give effort, and that's the biggest thing with this team so far to me. Um, But let's go ahead and get to the stats. If you look here, um, most of our stats are not horrible. I mean, most of our stats are actually pretty good. Our three-point stats, horrendous. And it's it's a lot lot of it because of LaMelo, Terry. I think Gordon and PJ are shooting pretty well. Um, Brandon Miller, of course, is shooting well. But our three-point stats, Terrible. So uh, in three points made, we're 29th in the league. That That's what we're next to last. Three points attempts, 27th. That's actually pretty high. I'm actually, it's actually, uh, considering we take 30 a game and we're still only 27th, it's kind of insane, unless I'm reading this wrong. No, because, the, yeah, we're okay. So yeah, 27th. I mean, I'm not really upset about the volume. I know it's just going to go up when Melo gets better. Um, it's going to go up when Brandon Miller gets more minutes. That That's going to change. I'm, I don't really care as far as attempted. I don't really care if we're closer to the top, close to the bottom. You got to make them. And that's going to the next stat where considering we take, uh, you know, one of the lowest amount of three-pointers in the league, but we still only make 30% of them and we're that's 29th in the league, not good. Not good. That, that shows our shot quality. And I wish I had like some stats to show our shot quality It's because it's probably not good. But our shot quality has to be horrendous if we're already not taking that many threes. And yet. We're still tw- we're still 27th in three point attempts and 29th in three pointers made or percentage. And who's shooting? So if we go down here, let's see if I can make sure make sure y'all are seeing it. But if we go down here. Yeah. If we go down here, you see that table's here. Shooting 19% from three. P.J. Washington, 40%. P.J. Washington has been a stud, in my opinion. He had that one game, was it against the Pistons? No, it might have been against the Nets. I don't think he played well. But 
is one of them. But PJ Washington has been a guy. Like he has been a guy for this team. He's been kind of keeping his team afloat as best you can, at least on the offensive end, because he is putting up points. And while still hitting his shots, it's not none of his shots are like out of rhythm or crazy shots. He's he's hitting. Um, Gordon Hayward, he just looks old out there, and I don't know if I can really blame him. I mean, because he is. Um, if anything, gotta blame the Charlotte Hornets for giving him that money. Um, I, I know that some people say start Brandon Miller. I am of that camp. I said that before the season even started. However, the way our team is right now, having Gordon Hayward come off the bench, I don't think does you any more justice. I would like to see Brandon Miller close out more games um, and get more minutes. And I think he was really on, on par, on course at least, to have a lot of minutes in that Rockets game if it wasn't for his foul trouble. But you got to figure out something with the minutes there just because of the fact. And it's not it's not off. It's not too far off because Brandon Miller averages basically 30 minutes a game. Gordon Hayward averages 32. So, essentially, you could say Brandon Miller basically starts. I just think I would like to see Brandon Miller kind of close out more games. I know you want that veteran out there, but right now the hot hand and the ability to make plays all the way around is Brandon Miller. Gordon Hayward can do it. We've seen him do it. Um, even this season, it's just not consistent enough. And then also on the defensive end, I, I think that is it's a little lackluster. But it's it's the money. I mean, I guarantee you, if he was getting paid less, I wouldn't feel that way about it. But considering he's pay, being paid that much, and while his shooting percentages are really good, I mean, he's shooting basically forty nine percent from the field, fifty percent from three, uh, but only you know seventy seven percent from the free throw line. It's not bad. It's just at times he just looks a little lost. He's averaging 2.5 turnovers a game. And then, like I said, the defense isn't all that. So it, it, it does need some work. I would rather see Brandon Miller out there. If he makes the rookie mistakes, then he makes the rookie mistakes. But I'm not really concerned whether or not Brandon Miller starts or um, in the starting five or is on the bench. However, I do would like to I would like to see him kind of close out more games, be in those pivotal moments. I, I think he's been playing very well. And I mean, looking at his stats, I mean he's shooting 47% from the field, 42% from three, shooting 83% from the free throw line. So he, he's doing what he needs to do. But we just can't get it together, man. We just cannot get it together. Everybody's playing lazy, uninspired basketball. Like, look at LaMelo. He's struggling to finish at the rim, which I get at the ankle. But another thing is like either. One, y'all sit him because it's not like the team is playing out of their mind. And then it's like, oh, he's just the only one struggling. No, as a team, we are struggling. We are struggling to find balance. We are struggling to find chemistry, which is crazy because the core of this team has kind of been together for the longest. And it's just not looking that way. Um, And then he's shooting, what, 27% from three. A lot of that is bad shots. Yes, he still averaged the high points. I think he's been doing a pretty good job playmaking. I think that he's actually kind of dialed back to playmaking, in my opinion, which if you a healthy LaMelo, it makes me wonder, like, I don't know if this man could average like 10, 12 assists this season uh, based on how he's been playing now injured and kind of in his head a little bit with the team playing as poorly as they are. Imagine everybody kind of playing at least up to par. And then he's also, you know, healthy, easily 10, 12 assists uh, along with probably like 20, 23 points. So looking forward to it. We just need to get there. And like I said, I'm not upset about his skill set. I'm not upset about really him as a player. It's just more so the injury. You got to adjust to learn how to play with an injury. I'm pretty sure it's probably one of the most difficult things to do to kind of be the point guard, not only the point guard, but the star and just the the person that offense runs around. And then you're coming off injury to your ankle. Uh, It's just it's not easy. I'm not I'm not saying that he should. It should be something that happens in a you know flip of a hat. But what I am saying is that. You have to know it's not easy 
and it's it's like forcing it like it's like when you come off a cold and you're, you're going to the gym right that's the best way i could put it if let's say you uh you work out non-stop then you get you get sick like really sick uh you're out two three days then you try to push go back to the gym and do what you were doing three days ago it's just not going to work it's just not going to be easy so my advice to Lamella ball is just you know let the game come to you because once it opens up for you i know that you're going to be on a tear it's just right now i feel like you're kind of forcing it it also doesn't help that the team as a whole is playing that way because I guarantee you if the team was kind of handling their business outside of LaMelo, it would be easier for her for him to uh, kind of work his way back. But considering the team's playing poorly, he's coming off injury, all these things, it's just not going to be easy for him. But he has to understand that and someone has to help him understand that. He is a young guy, um, but still, it's just a lot to think about with his team. There's not really much to look at stat-wise as far as like individuals. Like I said, PJ's playing well. Brandon Miller's playing well. Tail Maldon actually was giving the Rockets offense fits. Uh, he's very he's been pretty good defensively. Offensively, as you can see, terrible. Shooting thirty percent from the field. What is that? Twenty? Oh no, shooting eleven percent from three. So his it, he his first three against the Rockets. So it actually makes sense. And then he shoot ninety percent from the free throw line. So I guess that's good. But yeah, his defense has been good. Um, it's just that offense is he's he might as well not be out there. Nick Richards once again, someone I've been disappointed. Him and JD Thor, I've been actually pretty disappointed in just because of the fact that Nick Richards. I thought he was going to be a really good backup. I thought the deal we got him on was going to be a really good deal. Like oh, this is a steal for a guy. Guy that can come in and average 10 10 off the bench like uh he you know i think he rolls well when on the pick and roll i think he's a pretty good rebounder and if you look at the stats last year i know i said all throughout summer but he's one of the better offensive rebounders in the league uh statistically but then this year it's a lot of tap like he cannot he cannot just grasp the ball and get the rebound it's just he he tips it and keeps tipping it then another team gets in he's out of position and they go for a layup singum was killing him on that um, so that's something we got to work on. Mark Williams is just it's weird because he plays well, then he gets taken out, which I understand for the Nets game. But it's like, dude, we're not struggling. We're struggling as is anyway. At least let let these guys just go through the struggle. Let let them go through the struggle. And that's something I wish we did more last year. I wish it's something we did the year before. In general, these past few years, I know we've been kind of like, let our rookies slowly come in. But it's like, no, let them go through the struggle. They will they will eventually get better. I rather I rather suck than see what I'm getting. You know what I mean? And I'm getting just just terrible play, man. Terrible play. Like, we, there was a play in the Rockets game where Sangoon gets it at the top of the three-point line. There's three Hornets right there, and they all stop and just look at him, put up the three, and he makes it. Sangoon's a pretty good three-point shooter. So, I just don't understand. It's like these guys don't watch film on their players. It's like they don't do any, like, kind of intelligence um, as far as just, like, understanding how the opposite team operates. It's like they were all rely on Clifford for that, and you can't do that. And I don't know. I don't know these guys personally, but it just seems like we're playing a very, very uninspired version of basketball, and it's just upsetting because we've seen it year after year after year. It's easy to say it's only four games, but when you've seen the same exact thing for three years at your best, even when we were at our best, everybody likes to hawk on, like, just look at two years ago. And it's it's a good – it's a good – marker for like okay this this is kind of how good this team could be i personally think this team talent wise has more talent than that team but it's a good marker to use but let's not use it as a crutch everybody's using it as a crutch and even that year we lost a lot of games because of the same exact thing because we would go down by 20 they would so talented and so gifted on offense that would come all the way back 
uh, it would take the rest of the game, but it will finally get there. And then they lose in overtime or lose in the last minute of the fourth quarter. So many things would happen because of the same exact thing. So I'm not thinking four games in, oh, well, it's just, no, we've seen it happen for the last three, four years. So it's not really that different. But overall, it's just been a very, very frustrating experience. Um, it's just the stats aren't it like really even worth looking at. I mean, there's a lot of positives here, like shooting our two-point field goal percentage, 12th in the league. Our free throw percentage, 12th in the league. Like, that's something that we normally suck at. Our rebounding has been horrific. Our offensive rebounding, we're ninth in the league. Uh, defensive rebounding has been 24th, and total rebounds, 22. Uh, and, that, and I think a lot of that has to do with just getting dominated on the boards um, in the Pistons game, and we really didn't look that good on the boards uh, in the Nets game. And guess what rebounding is? It's an effort stat. Like, that's literally what rebounding is. It's an effort stat. That's why guys like Draymond, uh, I said Draymond Green. That's why guys like Andre Drummond don't get the praise that you kind of would think he deserves. He's, if you look at the stats, if you look at his career, he's probably one of the best rebounders to ever play in the league. There's a reason why he never really could be that guy on a team. It's it's an effort stat. He would give effort in that and kind of do something crazy on the other end to kind of be like, uh, is it we can we can get another guy to give us effort. We you know what I mean. So it, that's why Andre Drummond's career ended up ha- being where it's at today. Even though he's one of the literally the best rebounders ever to play basketball. Uh, if you look at the stat, our assists looks good. I think that that's great considering Lamelo Ball hasn't been himself. We don't even have a backup point guard for real. Not bad. It's just, once again, shot selection, a lot of iso ball kind of, you know, it doesn't. This normally translates to wins. This normally translates to good play. But two things. These turnovers right here. Can y'all see? Okay, I had to make sure. Oh, you can't see. No, yes, you can. Can you? Yeah, you can't see. I'm blind. But um, these turnovers here, 20, oh, 16 per game, basically. That destroys the... 27 uh, assists you have per game if you're turning the ball over 16 times per game, which is 20th in the league. As far as you know, the higher it is, the lower you are in the in the rankings. So it's just it's just frustrating, man. Like uh, the steals, I think the way we play defense allows us to you know get our hands on the ball, play the passing lanes. We're good at that. There's a lot of things we're doing to. I think Steve Clifford said it best, and I know however you feel about Steve Clifford, but there's a there are all these games we've lost, and even the game we won, basically every game this season, we really should be undefeated. And he didn't necessarily say that, but after every game, he's like, no, nah, that's a game you would win. If you look at what we did, that's a game we should have won. What's not accounted for is how we let everybody blow past us, we let everyone bully us, and we let everyone out-hustle us. Those are things that... You know, depending on how you want to look at stats, they necessarily do not show up on the stat sheet. Getting bullied and out hustled, you know, you may look at steals and rebounds, and maybe you could you could you could kind of assume that okay, well, if they're getting bullied on the boards, it's going to translate a rebound. But watching the game and then looking at the stats, two completely different things. The stats will say that we're a pretty good team. At worst, we're two and two, and with two close losses. But instead, we're at. One and three, which the first game we, if the Hawks were stopped being lazy and playing how they played in the last couple of games, they probably would have won that game. Um, the Nets or the Pistons just straight up bullied us. That's all it was. It was straight bullying. And yes, there were some calls that didn't go our way. I think the calls would have, if we got correct calls for sure, we would have been a lot closer. That was one of the worst uh, officiated games I've ever seen. 
game would have been closer, they probably still would have they still would have bullied us and we and we would have lost. But as far as what we did, if you look at the stats, we should have won that game. But if you watch it, it's like, nah, there's no way. If that game fell out of reach the entire time, just because how dominant the Pistons were as far as just imposing their will on us. Same with the Rockets. That game, look at the stats once again. Maybe I can. Maybe maybe I can. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Rockets. 128 to 119. The Rockets as a team, I'm not looking at advanced stats. I just want to see their basic stats. Okay, basic. Can you see it? Yes, you can. Let's go here. Okay, so the basic stats, let's look at the Rockets. 57% from three, and I and that's crazy. You know, you look at that, like, how the heck, if you're somebody else, how the heck did the Houston Rockets, who before this were one of the worst three-point shooting teams, if I can, let, let's see if I can bring that up, are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league right now. How the heck did they shoot 57% from three? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see their stats. So if you look at the Houston Rockets uh, this season, they are 11. So I, I bet that went. I wish I could do the math before that. But either way, the point is, before the Hornets game, they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. And yet, against the Charlotte Hornets, they shot 27. I mean, they shot 20. They made 21 out of 37 threes. Ridiculous. And I get in most of those outside of like, I remember a corner three from Dylan Brooks. And I think like a Jabari Smith Jr. had a three. Yeah, like a three that was kind of, I think was decently covered. But other than that, a lot of them were wide open threes and no one ran to the ball. And I get it. Like in basketball, sometimes like if you're a little too low, you're like, I can't make it out there. If he makes it, he makes it. That can't happen eight possessions in a row. I'm sorry. Like at some point you're going to be like, all right. I get it the first time, maybe even the second time, but at the third time, it's like, okay, at least try it. Like, cause you know, he's going to make it, but they weren't doing that. It was continuously like, we're just going to stay down here. And then also this switch defense is terrible. I know it's the right way to play defense. If you're looking at like the best way you can play defense, it is what we're doing. We're, we're in the right scheme. It just does not work. We constantly are leaving people open. People are not fighting over screens. People are not going under screens. People are just letting their person just kind of go by them. We're playing too high as far as the centers. It's just a lot going on. Um, it's, and it's just not working. It it should work. The scheme is saying, hey, with this kind of players, with this type of versatility, we should be able to do this. We cannot. We cannot perform using this defensive scheme. It's just not working. It's not working for us because we leave too many people open. You Defense, Terry Rozier said it last year. Defense is 50% effort, maybe even 7% effort. And then, you know, like the rest is like scheme and all that stuff. And maybe wingspan might play a part and just, all and you know, athleticism, all those things. But 70% of it is effort unless you're just tiny. Like Trey Young, he could do a little better, but it's, what, what much can he do? For us, we have no reason to – we don't have any – we don't have that excuse. The only thing is – Terry should never be guarding the other team's best player, which usually he is, as far as like a perimeter player. He should not, and he usually is. Does not make any sense. Get someone that can. And, and, and you know what? I'm tired of talking about who we need to get and what we need to do because, one, they're not going to do it. Two, it, it's just no point. It's not going to save this team. One player, I'll tell you this, unless I'm just completely wrong and out of the loop, there's not a player that we can get that will change the trajectory of where this team is headed this season. Not that I know of. Now, there are some players. So if we got like a collection of players that all kind of had a certain mentality, I can see us kind of turn it around. 
But as far as one player, I don't, this has to be almost a superstar type player or all defensive type player. And maybe we'll have a better chance. I don't know if any of those are on the market right now. We can get some guys that come off our bench, but knowing the Hornets is only going to be one. I know I've seen Danny Green thrown out there. I like that. I, I've seen OG Ananobi, which I don't know how we would get him, but I like that um, as far as this season and just trying to make something work. But even OG Ananobi, as good as he is defensively, in my opinion, that's not going – it's going to continue to make our stats look better. The other players got to play, man. The other players got to play. And we've seen him even at times is kind of a little lackluster just because he's not getting his way uh, with the Raptors. So do you want to bring that into a team that already kind of struggles to get up for the game? I don't know. And then we see the constant disrespect on on, on social media. Uh, we've seen it on TNT. We've heard it in podcasts. And I'm not saying the players need to go out there and tweet and post. and No. But we know y'all see it. You've said you've seen it. We at the beginning of the season, a lot was said of, oh, everyone thinks, you know, they underrate us. We're gonna we're ready to show people wrong. Playing like this is not showing anybody wrong. Playing like this is not going to have anybody say anything nice about you if you're playing like this. I and I, another point. Someone mentioned to me yesterday, well, the Kings started off 0-4 last year. Last year the Kings played. Let's look. Listen, I'm going to just look it up because I know it was like the Warriors, the Grizzlies, which, you know, like a full Grizzlies team. It was they just had they played like some tough teams. It was like, uh, yeah, this is this newly based. This new team only had a few, you know, a little bit of time together last year with a new coach. Of course, it's going to, you know, struggle a little bit. They played the Trailblazers who let's look. Let's just look at every game just to just to prove just to prove my point. We're going to look at every game. I clicked the wrong button. All right, so they played the Trailblazers with Dame who yeah, Dame didn't play that well, but Anthony Anthony Simons had 22, uh J- Jeremy Grant had 23, Shaden Sharp had 12. Like they, they were on an offensive not clinic, but they, they were playing pretty well. And then you look at the the uh Kings who De'Aaron Fox had yes, he had 33. Sabonis only really had 13. Uh, Kevin Herter had 23. The bench didn't really do much. As you see, it's a bunch of negatives down here. So Malik Monk, okay, there you can see. Malik Monk was a negative 18. Rashawn Holmes was a negative 12. And I actually don't really even believe in plus minus like that. I'm not going to use that as like, this team's bad. I don't like doing that because plus minus can really, it literally means anything depending on what you want to say. But my point is, it just, they weren't, they just got outmatched. And they only lost by what, seven, six? No, yeah, seven. So it's not like they got outclassed, but it was just a game they lost. Once again, Clippers, yes, they lost. Clippers is a tough team, but they only lost by two. Who else? The, the Warriors, like I mentioned, they only lost by five. Then, okay, they lost by 15 to the Grizzlies, but you're already on a four, a three-game skid, um, and, then you're, and then you're playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, it's just – and John Morant probably – yeah, John Morant had tw- – Desmond Bain had 31 and was six to eight from three. So, it's just like one of the things, like, what can you do? And then after that, they kind of did their own thing and went from there. But you see the difference. Like, those games were close. Those, it's a new coach. It's new players. It's trying to get assimilated, and we're and yes, we have some of those things, but at least those games were close. At least they were able to get out the rut. At least this was a new project, so you really couldn't base it off years past. We have a lot of the same core that we've always had, and it was one way. So why would I expect it to be anything different unless they show me? 
that's just kind of how I feel. But anyway, that's my rant. I've been talking a long time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Trust the Buzz podcast. Don't forget to use code BELIEVE at betonline.ag for 50% or 50 yeah, it's like 50% for your uh, total credit or whatever when you uh, use our code. Um, so go ahead and get into that bet responsibly, please. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just going to be tough. It's just going to be tough. I want the best for this team. I would love for this team to prove me wrong. I would love for Melo Ball to get healthy. But it's just going to take some things that are not involved with the X's and O's in order to get this team to where they need to be. And in years past, we have not seen it. We have coach, We have. We've had two. Are they the best coaches in the world? No. But we've had two coaches who I think are pretty decent. Steve Clifford has transferred, has translated this defense pretty good. Scheme-wise, I think our defense is fine, to be honest. We saw last year how it ended up being. This year, it's literally effort. It's literally effort. And guys just not knowing where to go, but it's clear as day. It's just they're not thinking about it. We've seen them just be way more focused on offense than they are. And then the offense is not even good. So I cannot blame Steve Clifford for that. Yes, I think his offensive game needs more help. But I felt like what we're Hornets were going for after getting spun by Kenny Atkinson was our offense is one of the best offenses in the league. When Steve Clifford came out, I think we were top 10 offense. We need help on defense. Just scheme us up and we'll be straight. No, because we're not giving any effort. I guarantee you if we gave the effort, on defense, we would be good. Yes, Steve Clifford, his sets are not the best. But if you let the team continue to run the offense that we're running with James Borrego, and and I will say maybe even be a little more free, but then give these guys the 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 permit, like get, help these guys get schemed up on defense, we would be a good team. I like if he's going to let y'all freestyle offense, and I know he has his own sets, but I think this this is the key to somewhat success with what we have. Let these guys kind of freestyle offense, not completely, you know, just run, let LaMelo run the show, help him out a little bit. But you know what I mean? Just give them a little more freedom. In return, they have to reward you, reward us, reward whoever by giving some effort on defense. We would be fine. We would be a team that, okay, we may not have made the playoffs. We may have lost this game. We may have lost that game, but I see it. I don't see it right now. And that's what I that's what I need to see. But anyway, thank you so much for listening or watching whichever one you're doing. Um, I'll probably do more of these and I'll probably do some game breakdowns. But yeah, I'm 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 ready to get the season ramped up. It's just frustrating. And I, to be honest, that's kind of where I've been. That's why I haven't been able to upload as much as I would like. I actually want to do a Brandon Miller breakdown video because he's been fantastic. Even last game against the Rockets, it wasn't his best game, but it was because of foul trouble. And I think he was actually pretty good that game. It's just the stats didn't look as good as they usually do. But watching the game, you saw that he he was on he was on on trajectory to me to have a pretty good game if it wasn't for the foul trouble. But yeah, just let me know what you think down in the comment section below if you're on YouTube, and don't forget to give us five stars on wherever you listen to podcasts. And I think you can leave comments as well. So make sure you do that and tell me how much you like the show or hate the show or what you want me to address next time. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.